Decent or better condition, which will be sold at the Fair to Benefit Community Radio. We will also resell DVDs and videos, so bring those too. Please bring reusable book donations to WERU on Route 1 in East Orland or call WERU for more information during business hours at 469-6600. Please do not bring old encyclopedias, outdated textbooks, Reader's Digest condensed books, magazines, and any book with mold, mildew, or tattered pages. Book donations may be dropped off at WERU anytime prior to July 20th. So go through your bookshelves today and see what you can recycle for the benefit of community radio. Thanks for your help, and we'll see you at the fair July 26th and 27th at the Blue Hill Fairgrounds. Support for WERU health-related programming comes from the Penobscot Bay Press, committed to providing community news and information, publishing three weekly newspapers, the Weekly Packet, Island Advantages, the Castine Patriot, the annual Bay Community Register, the Summer Seasonal Guide, and more. Also on the web at www.penobscotbaypress.com. The time is about 10 o'clock. You are listening to Community Radio WERU-FM. 89.9 in Blue Hill and w- and 102.9 in Bangor, online at weru.org. Healthy Options with host Cynthia Swan is next. Hello, and welcome to Healthy Options, a show that explores the myriad of topics under the umbrella of integrative medicine. My show today is about holistic or natural skin care, and my guest is licensed esthetician Mary McCormick. Mary McCormick is a 2004 graduate of Capello's Institute in Augusta. She's also been a licensed therapist for over 10 years graduating in 1998 from the Downey School of Massage. She's also well-versed in the realm of energy work and is a Reiki master teacher, an IET practitioner, and has recently completed her first quantum touch workshop. She's been in private practice for over 10 years in Belfast, and she believes in a holistic and natural approach to skin care. Mary is passionate about her work, and she enjoys educating her clients about the realm of natural skin care and natural living. Mary's contact information is 338-1019, and her email address, should people want to contact her, Mary McCormick, M-C-C-O-R-M-I-C-K, Mary McCormick, lowercase, at fairpoint.net. And in the interest of full disclosure, I want to say to listeners that Mary was first a colleague of mine and has become a personal friend. I also want to let um, listeners know that this is a call-in show, so we're going to talk for about the first half hour, but we will be um, uh, accepting calls about uh, after we've been in the show about 35 minutes. So I'm just going to give you the call number, uh, should you need it, 469-6600 for local, and toll-free is 
um, 1-800-643-6273. And I'm Cynthia Swan, and welcome, Mary. Good morning, Cindy. Thank you for inviting me here. Good to have you. Let's get right to the meat of this. Okay. The skin is the largest organ in the system. So talk about that. It is the largest organ, and it's in the integumentary system. Here we go. Trying to get closer to the mic. Um, It has, today we're going to probably specifically talk about the outer layer, the epidermis, that sheds itself. Um, That's when we'll notice dry, flaky skin, winter skin. Um, As we age, the skin sheds at a lesser um, rate um, from toddlers to 28 to 35 years old. You know, they shed every 20, 28 days, that layer sheds off. As we age from 35 and over, it takes 40 to 48 days to shed off that top layer of dead skin cells. And that's where you'll see, um, you know, appearances of skin that's dry, flaky, scaly, skin that we're all dealing with. So it's um, not as renewable. I mean, it's like it's not, as, it's not ex- happening as fast as when you're younger, in your younger years. Exactly. And, and that's why we'll talk about exfoliation today and how important that is. Great. Yeah. yeah. Um, wh- now, what influences our skin quality in general? At, well, the sun is the, the main influential factor of it. Sun exposure to our skin causes most damage. Um, what helps our skin is our nutrition, exercise, water, the products that we use, um, just being aware of your skin type and what products to use and what's in your products. Now, uh, speaking of skin type, now I've heard of uh, you usually see oily, um, dry, right. normal. Combination. So are those the standards? Are, are people yes. going to fit in one of those four categories when you do an analysis? Usually, yes. Um, it's, it's dry, oily, combination skin, and um, you can actually have sensitive skin in there too. And you can have mature skin, so the skin oh, kind of okay. changes as we age. And so aging in general influences our skin? Definitely. Because what, it loses its... The- it loses its collagen, it loses its elastin, the reticulum, um, again, the whole shedding process. That, to- that honestly is what my practice is more about, is the cleansing, the toning, moisturizing, taking care of the skin that we have right now. Well, I wanna, we'll talk about that, but I want to go back to the sun. Okay. Um, you talked about how the sun is a big influence on the skin. Yes. And what, what is it about the sun? You know, you hear this, you know, UVA rays, UVB rays. I mean, mm-hmm. w- what's the difference between those? And what does that really mean, you know, to, to, to the average person? You know, is one to be more avoided than the other? And if so, why? Yes. Yes. UVA, if you can remember, UVA is UV aging, okay? Oh, UVB okay. is a burning process, okay? Oh, okay. So, <laughs> That's a good way to remember it. Yeah, yeah, it is. So I'm definitely an outdoor person, so I do get the sun. Um, but I really recommend avoiding the sun during the hottest time of day, which is 10 to 2 or 10 to 3, depending on where you are. Um, but it's really important to get the sun for 25 to 30 minutes a day. And Cindy, like I was saying to you earlier, it doesn't mean your whole body. It can be your hand, your back, your face, something like that. And do it before 9 o'clock in the morning 
or after 4 in the afternoon. If you're going to be out in the sun during prime time, when the UVB rays are the strongest. The burning rays. The burning rays, yes. And you can go on the American Cancer Society website, and it will explain all of this to you and how the sun now is the hottest it has ever been. Um, so we do need to avoid that as much as we can. During those peak During times. those peak times. And if you don't want to avoid it, then you go ahead and lather on your natural sunscreen, um, wide-rimmed hat, and UV protective clothing. Okay. Now, the... Um the sun, okay, this whole thing about the greenhouse gases, so yes. that's why the sun is hotter. It's but mm-hmm. the the dilemma here is that we also need vitamin D. We do. And the sun is the best source to get it. Right. So right? just do it before, okay. you know, before the 10 to 2 period. So it's not like you got to always go out no. and worry about that, but just do it oh, when no. you're not in the Oh, hours. yes. When I go outside, you know, I, I don't put my sunscreen on immediately. I want to absorb the sun rays. I want to be able to metabolize the nutrients I want to be able to form that vitamin D. Right. Because in the northern climate especially, we don't get as much no. of it as the southern climate. No. And, and if you look at the studies, osteoporosis rate is higher here. Multiple sclerosis is highest here. Is that attributed to the lack of D? Of di- vitamin D, yes. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. Yeah, there's many studies out there on that. Very interesting. Yeah. Now, okay, Mary... Are all sunscreens alike? No, not at all. I really am an advocate of natural sunscreens. You can make your own sunscreen, um, but they're not strong enough for that UVB protection. They're more for a UVA protection. So I actually recommend buying an all-natural sunscreen. So what do you look for? Like, what what do we want to avoid? What do we want to look for in a natural sunscreen? And does a real natural sunscreen actually exist? It actually does. Yes, California Baby makes a beautiful one. Um, Aubrey makes a nice uh, sunscreen. And oh, I, Aubrey Organics. Okay. Yes, All Aubrey right. Organics. And I actually carry a Keys sunscreen. A key, what's right, that? It's called, the product's called Keys, K-E-Y-S. Okay. And this company's out of Maryland. And the um, lady who made this product actually is a melanoma survivor. Wow. Yes, and her product more is a... Oh, I should say it's more of a cosmetic than it is a sunscreen because you can put it on like a moisturizer uh, all day long. It was made for rosacea-sensitive skin. Um, oh, okay. And still be protected by a 30 factor. This thing with sunscreen, Cindy, is you have to reapply, reapply, reapply. If your sun factor says 30, you reapply it every 30 minutes. So says, that's what that means instead of saying that, yeah, okay, yeah. that's 30 times uh, more potent or exactly. 70 times more potent. It's the amount of minutes yes. before you reapply. Yes. That's what yes, that actually it is, means. It is. And I guess I'm going to put this in early is um, anyone who's listening needs to go to www.cosmeticssafecosmetics.org. And in that site, you can go to an icon that says Skin Deep. Okay. And you can punch in any sunscreen or any product that you're using right now, and they're going to rate the chemicals that are in there from 0 to 10. 0 being safe, 10 being not safe, being very high toxicities. Sunscreens have some of the most highest toxic chemicals in them. So be careful what you're putting on your body. Yeah, I've read that. I've read that the toxicity from them and some have, uh, I've read that there are some claims that sometimes the sunscreen that we're buying, it actually increases our risks of like cancer yes. and whatnot. Yeah. That was just like kind of, whoa. Yeah. So what's the name of that website? It's www.safecosmetics.com. Dot org. Okay, safecosmetics.org. Right, and you can even go to www.ewg.com, and that's the Environmental Working Group, 
and that will bring you right to skin deep too. And then there's also another one. It's uh, www. Let me see if I can find it for you. Um, CosmeticsDatabase.com. And all of these review the all sunscreens that people are buying right. or that you might have in your right. And not only just the sunscreens, but your daily products that you're putting. Oh, on anything your skin. you're putting on right. your skin. Right. So okay, why? All right. Since you've already gone there, why? Why do, I, I mean, the skin is the biggest organ, so we know it absorbs right. everything. It absorbs, it has a protective barrier for us. It's uh, what controls our temperature, it's what holds our body together. But the biggest thing is the protective barrier that it has, that, that it does for us. Um, the chemical, the cosmetic industry is not regulated, believe it or not. The FDA is part um, regulated. It, it actually regulates a little part of the cosmetic industry, but not much. It's only if a consumer has a complaint against a product will they get involved in it. There's a book I'd love everybody to purchase. Can I mention that now? Yeah. It's called mm-hmm. Not Just a Pretty Face, and it's the ugly side of the beauty industry. And the author's name is Stacy Malkin. And um, she is a communications director of Healthcare Without Harm and a media strategist and co-founder of the Campaign for Safe Cosmetics. The Campaign for Safe Cosmetics is a large organization. They're asking all of the cosmetic companies to join this coalition of people to eliminate hazardous materials from our products. And if you go online to either that Skin Deep, the EWG, safecosmetics.org, you'll see who has signed the campaign and who hasn't, and you will not find a large corporation on there. The really? cos- yeah, the cosmetic industry is a $35 billion industry a year, and they're going to protect their monetary interest instead of our um, safety. safety. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's scary. Yeah, you've all read recently about um, the mercury in our mascara, the lead in our lipstick. Yeah, uh, the lead in our lipstick. I was, I, uh, 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 a friend of mine said to me, put your lipstick, if you're using, put your lipstick on your hand, and I can't remember if it was a penny or a nickel, and then rub it over the mark of the lipstick mark, mm-hmm. and if it turns like black, that's an indication that there's metal. Right. Was it? Is it iron or lead? It's lead. It's I lead. Think it's, it's lead in your lipstick. And right. I was like astonished. I was like, right. "You've got to be kidding me!" Yes. And they denied even the fi- even though the findings showed that there was lead in the lipstick. The companies denied it because this is this is their standard philosophy. It's in such a low amount, it will not hurt you. But if it's, but you're going to re- reapply. Right. That's and the thing with cosmetics. Yes. Anything we put on our skin, even moisturizers, you're going to reapply. Yes, yes. Um, let me read something from here. Anyway, from this book, Not Just a Pretty Face, I just want to quote something here. Go ahead. What does safe mean? The FDA requires cosmetic companies to adequately substantiate safety of products or else carry a warning label that says the safety of the product has not been determined. But there are no protocols or definitions for what it means substantiate safety. So no product ever has a warning or hazardous label on there. Yeah, I've never seen one. No, and you never will. In 2004, the, Emi- the Environmental Working Group, which is that EWG site uh-huh. that I gave you, petitioned the FDA to recall products that violated the recommendations of the industry safety panel, and um, the FDA denied the petition on that. Whoa. Yeah. So we have to be our own advocates. And that's what this book is all about. Um, This woman has taken years and years to go through 
not just lead, but the parabens and the phthalates and a lot of the cancer-causing agents that are in our products. So, okay, so now that you've already gone there, what are some of these carcinogens that are currently in um, commercial products? Okay, sodium lauryl sulfate is one thing you want to avoid. But that's a thickener, and it's in everything. It's in everything, but it it's doesn't in, have it's to be. It's in hair shampoo. Yes, it's in hair shampoo. Except for some of these companies. I, I know you mentioned Aubrey. C- right. can, can you use Castile soap? Oh, yes. Castile soap is the best, to, to be honest your hair? With, yes. If you want to make your at-home products, yeah. buy yourself some Castile soap. Buy the sensitive. Some of the Castile soap, it's, it's nothing but olive oil anyway. But some of it's even reduced, so it's, it's uh, sensitive. They'll say sensitive Castile. Oh, okay. And then add your essential oil to it if you want something that's going to suds up. But Castile soap is very concentrated, so you're going to want to use just a little teeny squirt on a spongy or a nice soft cloth, and that's it. It's not but, going to be lathering yourself up. But let's say you want to use it as a hair shampoo. Yes, you can use Isn't it Isn't that going to make your hair greasy? Not, no, because it's all in moderation. Okay? Oh, okay. You know how you'll take regular shampoo and put it like a 50-cent piece? Yeah. This is going to be like a dime. That little. That little, yeah. To lather up, and you get some of the lather. That's okay. I I know a friend who uses glycerin soap for her hair. Mm -hmm. Is that okay? That's fine. But if you've got really oily hair, you're not going to be able to tolerate that. You know, so oh, okay. you're going to have to try products on yourself to see what is my skin type, what is my hair type, too. Is it dry? Is it normal? Is it oily? Is our hair type similar to our skin? Well, I guess mm-hmm. it would be pretty much. Not necessarily. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's yeah, different. Yeah, it can be. Let's go back to some of these other products or chemicals we should avoid. Okay. Uh, parabens. And a lot of companies now are taking parabens out. You will see a lot of companies... Now, why are the parabens bad? Parabens uh, actually are an estrogen mimicker. So they will disrupt your hormone balance. Parabens have actually been found in breast cancer tumors. Wow. Yeah, and they they were in everything. A lot of companies are going paraben-free, though. So that's one good thing about this whole campaign. And that's what you see. That's what's uh, – it's PBA, It is, right? That's your PBAs that you see. Right, and you'll see it now, paraben-free, sulfate-free. Great. Now, why sulfate? Well, that's the laurel sulfate. The laurel – okay, sodium laurel sulfate. That's the thickener. Yes, and there's another part I loved in here. They talked about Johnson & Johnson. Johnson & Johnson, everybody – who hasn't used that on their babies? And if you go to their site, it says, oh, mild and gentle enough for newborns. Well, they exchanged sodium lauryl sulfate for sodium laureth sulfate. Same idea, isn't it? Same idea. And actually, it's worse, okay, because that chemical is actually a known animal and human carcinogen. It's known by the FDA. But, but again, they're, they're saying again, it's a it's small a, trace amount, right. so it's not a problem. Right. But by the time you take that infant, you shampoo it, put it in bubble bath, put in all those lotions on it, you've exposed it to hundreds of chemicals, and they cannot metabolize that. The American Red Cross actually did a study on 200 newborn umbilical cords. They tested the blood in that. Uh-huh. 85% of those umbilical cords had high toxic chemicals in them so they're even getting it from the womb yeah yeah yes. well yeah because it would cl- cl- cross the placenta yeah so on that ewg site the skin uh-huh. deep site you can get the dirty dozen chemicals to avoid and so some of the dirty dozen was the, the pbas the um the and the phthalates the phthalates phthalates actually are known to cause liver damage kidney damage lung damage um deformities um and infants, 
you know, it's a known, it's a known carcinogen, and it's known to do this, and they continuously are putting that in. Okay, so knowing that a lot of our big commercial products, knowing, mm-hmm. knowing what, are there any other of the 12 dirty dozen that you want to share with people, listeners, just to say, you know, look for this in your products, look on your shelf, see if you've got this in there? Yeah, there's Tuluene, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but that's a nail polish and hair dyes especially if you're doing hair dyes at home, too, mm-hmm. and you're really letting it set on your scalp for a long time, mm-hmm. um, they are potential cancer-causing liver damage and skin irritants. A lot of the shampoos and stuff are taking that out. A lot of the nail companies have taken that out. Okay. Okay. Um, but I would just recommend you have to be your own advocate. Get this book or go online. Or go on the sites. Go on the, the sites. Right. You don't have to buy this book if you don't want it, and it's called The Dirty Dozen Chemical. Um, to avoid, and I actually just carry this with me when I go to the grocery store. And you look, to, yeah, so I do. That you're looking at I do, products. and one common thing to remember, if you can't pronounce a name that's on that ingredient list, then look it up. Don't buy it first. Write it down, bring it home, look it up. And check it and out And just check way. it out. Yeah. And look for, so um, l- let's talk about, all right, so what, if, if people are going to, we're going to talk about some of the products people can make or do mm-hmm. for themselves, but let's say, um, um, sun, sunscreen, mm-hmm. okay? What are your favorites? My favorite actually is the one I'm actually carrying right now, and it's called Keys. Okay, so that... Yeah, and they were na- rated number one in the uh, Consumer's Report. Consumer's Report, unbeknownst to Keys, actually did an independent study on that. And in 2007, they rated it as their number and one And can sunscreen. people buy it online if they people want? People can buy or? it online. They can just go to keys-soap.com. Okay, okay, so this is a line that you like. This you is mentioned Aubrey Organics is Aubrey a good Organics line. Aubrey Organics is a good one. Uh, for your infants or toddlers, I would go California Baby. California, California Baby, Baby really specifies and is specific about what they put in their ingredients for. Or in Maine, we're fortunate because a lot of people, a lot of small businesses make their own products for babies right. and for people's skin. And right. a lot of them are these, these um, you know, chemicals mm-hmm. are not in those products. Right. However, Cindy, you have to be careful and you've got to look at your ingredient list. I was online looking at a so-called all-natural product. Yeah. And um, she does put some chemicals in there that doesn't need to be for preservatives. What you have to remember with an all-natural product is it doesn't have a preservative in it. If it does have a preservative, it's a natural preservative, like a vitamin E. Right. Um, so the shelf la- life or, uh, is going isn't to isn't a be- grapeseed extract right. another natural? Okay. Right. So your sh- shelf life on an all-natural product is going to be whatever the oil is that it's been made from. So six months, 12 months at the most. Most of the time it needs refrigeration in really hot, steamy weather. You know, if we get humidity that's high for a week... Put your product in the refrigerator. So a product that you're going to make, if you're going to do something at home, mm-hmm. you want to, um, what's the shelf life typically? Mm, six months. Okay. Yeah. About six months. So plan right. on using it up in six months. Oh, definitely. So <laughs> let, let's talk about, um, you know, you already alluded to, to sun, mm-hmm. and we know wind and some of the elements in general affect right. our, our skin. Right. But now let's talk about what are things that listeners can do at home to take better care of their skin. And the other question I have is, let's say somebody has uh, damaged skin, or uh, mm-hmm. is, is it, can you always reverse it? Is it, is it like, nope. do you hit this thing where it's too late? Right. You do with sun? You do with sun. Uh, the sun spots that we see, yeah. the hyperpigmentation, which is the dark spots you'll see on the face, yeah. freckles, um, any kind of age spots. Unless you want to go to a dermatologist and do some harsh, abrasive skin lightening, then there isn't a lot that we can do. 
Okay. okay. Um, so I'm a realist. When someone comes to me and they want me to, you know, make them look 20 years younger, I say to them, I can't do that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can help you with your skin and the appearance of your skin and making your skin healthier, but I can't take away your sunspots and I cannot take away your wrinkles. Okay. You know? So what what can... What can people do at home? What, what are the steps in terms of skin care? And are these steps the same for men as well as women? Yes. Yes. Men actually exfoliate those who shave on a daily basis. Uh-huh. They exfoliate every single day. So you'll see uh-huh. a man's face looks smoother than a woman's does most of the time because of that exfoliation. Unless they are having a hard time with their shaving products. Now... Do we want to exfoliate, which is to um, talk about what define exfoliation, exfoliation and what ways is, to do it? Right. Exfoliation, we can exfoliate with an oatmeal scrub. Uh, I'm not even going to say scrub. With oatmeal, we can exfoliate just with a cloth. Um, I know in Ayurvedic medicine, they'll, you know, they'll talk about a washcloth or the, yes. the loofah, mm-hmm. and you brush in strokes, long strokes over your whole body right. with a dry brushing right. I technique. recommend dry brushing every single day. You get in the shower, you can either take a rough face cloth mm-hmm. or an agave face cloth. I don't know if they've ever seen those or not. They're just really rough. Okay. Or you can get an all-natural bristled brush with a long handle on it. Mm-hmm. You start at your feet. You do circular motions, not really hard, but but kind of vigorous, enough so your skin's going to get a little pink. Mm -hmm. Work your way all the way up to the neck, avoiding the breast area, avoiding the face, um, and then shower off. And you've already started your circulatory system going, your lymphatic drain, and your dead skin cells are off your body, the most of them that you can get anyway. So you've really started... Um, a great process to begin that, your day with. And you think every day? Every single day. I do it every single day. And you'll notice you're no longer going to have that dry skin in the wintertime. You'll see that dry, flaky skin. Mm-hmm. So, all right, so exfoliation. What about in terms of uh, gen- just generally cleansing your skin? Mm-hmm. And is there a difference in the cleanser you should use or can use on your body right. versus on your face? Definitely. Because, I mean, people, like you said, they spend millions of dollars. I mean, well, not millions, but, you know, individuals can spend hundreds of dollars on these products yes. they're buying. Yes. Well, yeah. well, what's the best thing? Is yeah, there the best one thing, best or yeah. is there? It's, it's basic. Wash your face, okay, with a gentle cleanser. Toning, toning is the most important thing that you can do, okay? And then moisturize. Those three things are the basic skincare things. Wash, tone, moisturize. Wash, tone, moisture. Okay, what do you use? Well, for cle- depends on your skin type, okay? Oh, okay. If you have oily skin, you're going to want a water-based cleanser. All right, if you have, well, and if you use heavy makeup, you're going to want to use a oil-based cleansing cream, like okay. I've made you and you've tried that. Um, dry skin, you wanna, you're you going to want an, an oily cleanser, something that's base is an oil. Okay. Um, and you've got to get that sudsy thinking out of your head, you know, being sudsy and dry and tight when you're done washing isn't the way it's supposed to be. The skin should feel moist. The skin should feel moist. Right. So, so, so wash your face gently with a with a, a cleanser, with a nice. I usually use a baby face cloth, okay, because mm-hmm. they're very soft. Put a little bit of cleanser on there. You kind of do an exfoliation anyway. Okay. Rinse it off. Keep your face moist. Then get yourself a toner. Toner is so important. When we wash our face, even just with water, we change the pH. We have an acid mantle on our face. It's a protective barrier that Mm -hmm. helps us with bacteria and any kind of penetration. So you want to bring that back to neutral. And our skin type is usually 4.5 to 5.5 on the acid mantle scale, which is 
zero to 14, seven being neutral. Anything right. below that is acidic. Anything above that is alkaline. If you go using a regular bar soap, you're going to be very alkaline. So you need to take that toner and get your pH back down. So what's a good toner? A good toner is witch hazel. Witch hazel can be used on any skin type What whatsoever. about vinegar? I've heard about yes, vinegar. but you need to dilute it, and it has to be an herbal vinegar. So you're oh. going to want to dilute it with distilled water. Don't use tap water. Tap water has bacteria in it. So distilled water, dilute it, your herbal vinegar, put it on a little cotton round. You can use lemon water, too. You can use witch hazel or distilled water and a half a squeezed lemon. And that's more of an astringent, but it's really good for oily skin. But lemon, when you go out in the sun, isn't that kind of right, a but problem? Because it can, like, um, I forget what it's called. It's like you're photosensitive. Yeah, with but the... you're going to be putting on your moisturizer and your sunscreen. Oh, okay. all right. So moisturizer, what's mm-hmm. good? Depends on your skin type again. Moisturizer, I say... Um, I started making a lot of my moisturizers from shea butter, cocoa butter, olive oil, jojoba oil. Jojoba oil is my absolute favorite oil. Why? Uh, it's as close to our natural sebum as you can get. It's actually called an oil, but it's a sticky wax. It comes from uh, a bean. Okay. Um, any skin type can use it. I even use it on my acne clients and get great yeah, Jojoba results. on acne? Jojoba on acne. Oh, yes. I actually put jojoba on, do the steaming. Everything comes to the surface. Extractions are so much easier. I send them home with jojoba, and I'm, I'm talking a drop of jojoba on your fingertips. That's all you need. Now, are you putting that jojoba on a dry face, or, or like, how do you do it? You tone it. Let's say you put the witch hazel or whatever. Okay, you tone it, yeah. and then and then you can just take your jojoba oil. And while your it, face is still wet from the While your face is a little damp, yes, oh, just okay. a little damp. That's it. And then utilize that. And utilize that. That's your moisturizer, and you're good to go? And you're good to go. Okay. You're good to go. I'm going to give you recipes for a couple good, thick moisturizers if you want that, too. Yeah, let's do it now. Yeah, okay. Let me dig it out. So these are moisturizers that people can make at home. These are moisturizers that people definitely can make at home. And they're fun. And are there a whole, like, is it just a few ingredients or? Yes. Yes. Okay. Actually, another book, if somebody wanted to get it, I just saw her at uh, Blue Hill a couple weeks ago with Stephanie Torles, T-O-U-R-L-E-S, and she's the author of Organic Body Care Recipes. Excellent. It's a must book. It's wonderful. Anybody who likes to make their own products, she is, she really knows her stuff, and she is a holistic esthetician. Great. Yes. So we'll skip the cleansing cream. Do you want, what would you like for a recipe? Let's, uh, you go for it. Whatever you think would benefit the most people in terms of their own moisturizer. The two things, the cleansing cream, which I absolutely love, and the moisture cream. Okay. So the cleansing cream is going to be a tablespoon of grated beeswax, a half a cup of jojoba oil, a tablespoon of distilled water, and then I like these essential oils, but you can put whatever essential oils you wanted to in it, or now, you wouldn't even have to. But you're, you are knowledgeable on essential oils. Right. If somebody's not knowledgeable on essential oils, right. can they just do those top three yes, ingredients and call it good? Yes, they can. All right, now what, but, all right, let's talk about what, what do you like to add and why. Well, the, I add three drops of frankincense because that's anti-inflammatory and it's a nice astringent also. I add two drops of lavender, and again, that's antibacterial, and three drops of neroli. And that's actually a tissue stimulant. So it's nice to put essential oils, if you know what you're doing, in with this because they have properties to them. They'll help work it through. And the shelf life on that homemade recipe is? Six months. Six months. And if you put it in the refrigerator, it's going to be a year. Okay. Okay. So that's your cleansing cream. Yep. You go for that. Right. That's one recipe or one way to do it every day. Right. The other could be a Castile soap if you want to just do that. Definitely if you want to do that. And then... 
your your you said tone is important, right? Male right. or female tone, exactly. Spray, and then with the uh, witch hazel or whatnot, mm-hmm. and then the um, your next piece is uh, moisturize. The moisturizer cream. Moisturizing cream is two thirds cup of jojoba oil, a third cup of coconut butter, or cocoa butter, and a half ounce of grated beeswax. And then all you add to that is two thirds distilled water and a third cup of aloe vera gel, and that's it. And you don't even have to put essential oils if you don't want to. Cool. Yeah. Hey, thanks for the recipes. You're welcome. We're going to take a brief break here. You're listening to Cynthia Swan with Healthy Options, Holistic Skin Care with my guest, Mary McCormick. And Mary can be reached at 338-1019 and uh, Mary McCormick at fairpoint.net. We're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back. And if you'd like to call, we'd love to hear your questions or suggestions here. And the number is 469-6600 or 1-800-625-9378. I'm sorry, 1-866-625-9378. And you're listening to ERU, 89.9 Blue Hill and 102.9 Bangor. We'll be back in a moment. Healthy Options, and we're talking about holistic skin care with my guest, esthetician and licensed massage therapist, Mary McCormick from Belfast. Um, the recipes, again, Mary, I, I know we go so fast because we get excited. Yeah. Um, we can, um, you're willing to have people just email oh, you? yes. Yes, that's fine. Email me or you can call me and we can talk over the phone. 338-1019. Right. And, or Mary McCormick at fairpoint.net. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's go into um, the home facial. Before that, I just want to say um, we we welcome your calls if you're inadvertently patient. Um, we would love to take calls and hear what you have to say. And again, it's 469-6600 or 866 866- Six two five nine three seven eight. But we want to talk briefly um, just before that about facials. Mm-hmm. What what's the advantage of do, getting a facial, okay. and how can one um, do it at home if they want to do a do it at your home facial? Okay. The advantage of coming to an esthetician is I'm going to um, look at your skin type, do an analysis. 
and look at the best possible products that I can use for you. And I'm going to be using an enzyme to take off those dead skin cells. With steam, I'm going to be able to extract anything that I need to, um, whether it be a blackhead, a whitehead, a milii. Um, I also can suggest if you need to see a dermatologist. I cannot diagnose in my practice, but we're taught to... Recognize? To recognize. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So even if you could only afford a facial once a year by a professional, I would say it's well worth it. I have seen a tremendous result in especially aging skin when somebody comes with that dull appearance and leaving, you know. How it brightens the skin and also the education Yes, because you learn how to take care of your skin. All right. Now let's say do it at home, home facial. Fun. And then we're going to take this caller who's been waiting in a moment. Okay. Home facial, I would just start with your cleanser. Okay. Okay. And then I would go into steaming. As long as you don't have rosacea or really hypersensitive skin, then you can go ahead and do steaming. But if home. you have rosacea or sensitive skin, you don't, don't steam. do this. Don't steam. Okay. 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 But steaming is going to really help open up your pores. All right. So all you do is take a bowl of water, ceramic bowl, not a tin bowl or anything. Okay. Um, your water is going to be hot, but not to the boiling point. Okay. And then to that water, you can add, if you're versed in essential oils, you can use essential oils. Or if not, you can just use a chamomile tea bag. Chamomile is great for all skin types. It's going to help reduce that inflammation. Okay. All right. And then you just take a towel, drape it over your head, drape your whole face over the bowl, eyes closed, five, ten minutes. When that's done, take it off. Um, leave your fo- your face moist, and then add a clay. I love clays. Clays really help to purify your skin. Well, because they pull Detox out. your skin, and they pull out. Yeah. So is there a favorite clay for all skin types? No. Well, yes. Ben- what is benonite? Is that right? Am I saying so you that can right? Use white clay is for sensitive skin, so you can use it on all, everybody. So white clay, okay. okay. Red clay is going to be for sensitive skin, too, um, but it actually draws out a little bit more. Green clay is great for oily skin or people who don't have a problematic skin type, okay? Right. And I recommend just taking a, like two tablespoons of your clay, two tablespoons of distilled water or floral water, mm-hmm. mixing it up, putting on that clay with your fingertips or a brush, letting it dry 10, 15 minutes, not so it's rock hard, but it's dry, washing that off with nice warm water, and then go ahead and do your toning and your moisturizing. And okay. that is a great And that's a great facial. home facial. Right. We have a caller waiting, and um, I think maybe we can welcome them on Good. the line here. If not, we'll... Okay, we, we don't. We, I guess we lost that caller, okay, I'm sorry to sorry. say. Um, but again, if you're inadvertently patient and you want to give us a call at 866-625-9378 or 469-6600, um, we'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. But let's, um, let's go on to uh, about um, situations like rosacea. Mm-hmm. People who have, uh, what, first of all, what is rosacea? And what's the best way, if you've got um, a condition like that, to take care of your skin? Right. Rosacea is, uh, theory behind it, it can be a bacteria on your face, it can be a mite on your face, or it can be overexposure to chemicals. Mm-hmm. What we're finding out now is half the people diagnosed with rosacea are just having chemical reactions to their products. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I have rosacea myself. I have true rosacea. I've actually gone to a dermatologist. and To be you know, diagnosed. Right. To be diagnosed and stuff. Rosacea can be um, treatable at home with good, healthy products. Okay. Yeah. Great. So um, we have a caller here, and I want to welcome our caller on the line. Hello. 
Hi. Um, what, if you like, you can give us your first name and um, the town where you're from, if you like. Sure. Um, my name is Portia, and I'm from Achayasport. Hi, Portia. Welcome. What's your question or comment for us today? Um, well, I'd just like to express my appreciation for having her on the show. It's wonderful information that I really had no idea about, especially the chemicals. And I also have a question. Okay. Um, after you wash your face and use a toner and moisturize um, and then sunscreen, at which point would you recommend putting makeup on? Because I'm always confused if I should put the sunscreen on after the makeup, and I want to do it, you know, so... So I'm protecting my skin. So what do you recommend? Yeah. What are you using for makeup? Um, various products. Nothing really organic. Some birth bees, but mostly um, this product called Eyes Lip Face. Okay. All right. Um, I actually, the moisturizer that I like from Keys, or a lot of moisturizers, if you're going to buy them over the counter, have sunscreen in them already. So okay. you can put your moisture, um, yeah, and you don't have to. You know, I only yeah. use it if I'm going to go out and I know I'm going to be in the direct sunlight. So I definitely mm-hmm. recommend your sunscreen on top of your makeup. If your makeup doesn't have a sun factor mm-hmm. in it, put it on top of it. Okay. And so, it actually helps set the makeup, too. Okay. Yeah, putting the, the sunscreen on top of it? Putting the sunscreen on top of it. Okay. Or you could, you can do it either way, Portia. You can go ahead and put your sunscreen on your face and go ahead and put your makeup on. It's still going to protect you. All right? Okay. So depending on... If you're putting on your makeup, then your sunscreen, if it kind of, if you're using a liquid foundation, it's probably going to smudge it a little bit. I recommend okay. um, a mineral makeup, but that's just my preference. Okay. <laughs> Portia, since you've opened this up, yeah. we'll let Mary go there. Mary, okay. what is the face makeup that you recommend and why? I really recommend the Bare Essential or the Bare Mineral makeup. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I've used many different yeah. brands, and I have hypersensitive skin uh-huh. with rosacea, and it has calmed it down a lot. And I just use two of their products because some of their products have some chemicals in there I don't like, all right? But their two products I really like is just their foundation, and it comes in a mineral base, and you go by fair, light, medium, and then I use their warmth. So it makes you look like you have a tan and you don't. Just a little concealer brush, dab on, you know, the redness, hides it. Your warmth on top of that, and your, you know, your face just really tones and blends. It looks really good, and your skin can breathe through it. So, it's are you saying this is makeup that's good for your face? Oh, it's makeup that's wonderful for your face. That's amazing, yeah. Portia. Did we answer your question? Yes, thank you so much. All right, You're thank you for calling. Thanks. Bye bye. So, um, again, our number is eight six 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 two five nine three seven eight. If you'd like to give us a call, or four six nine six six hundred. Um, Mary, let, let's talk about the beer minerals a little mm-hmm. bit since we kind of went there. Um, you now you advocate. Is that the only no. company? Are there other companies? Oh, there's much. There's many more companies coming out there now. If you go onto that Skin Deep or that SafeCosmetics.org site, you'll find mineral makeup that's clean and pure. I don't recommend buying the mineral makeup over the counter. Okay, Neutrogena has come up with some. Um, so has, oh, I can't even think what the name is. But So don't buy it from, like, the don't. again, the major corporations? Because why you're saying they're, they're not pure? You have pure. to look at the ingredient list. Okay. Oh, they're not pure at all. Okay. I mean, they are loaded with toxins. Okay. So be careful of what kind of mineral makeup be you careful. have. Yeah. But you're, you're the companies you already said you liked, like Aubrey, Bare Minerals, right. those, those are, you would give the seal of approval because they don't have these toxicants. Yes. And if you go to that Skin Deep site, they'll actually, they don't recommend products but they have listed the healthy products great i just saw we have another caller and hello and welcome to healthy options um if you'd like you can give us your name and the town you're from uh yeah hi my name is eric and i'm from belfast 
Hi, Erica. What Hi. can we do for you? Well, I just was calling about the rosacea mm-hmm. um, because I'd say for at least 10 years um, I had what dermatologists were calling rosacea. Okay. And, um, you know, I went to numerous dermatologists and I didn't think they suggested because I didn't think that was correct. <laughs> and I just pursued, pursued alternative things. And um, eventually I had my uh, uh, fillings replaced, uh, um, silver uh, fillings and mercury. Yeah, uh uh-huh. And then did a detox for mercury, heavy metals, um, and then solvents, chemicals. I did a lot of work in the trades. And um, after that whole process, my face completely cleared up. Yes. So wow. it, was, it wasn't a, you were saying it could be a response to chemical things yes. applied to the face, but mm-hmm. it was the chemicals within me and the heavy metals within me that were trying to get out through my skin. Right, right. I, I worked, worked for a dentist for 13 years, um, and we would mask, wear a mask and stuff too. Wait, but that was your past life. That was my past. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. A dental assistant. Um, assistant. But yes, you're right. I was exposed to many environmental toxins. Mercury was definitely there you know, with the amalgam poisoning and stuff. And that's where I started my rosacea. So, Erica, you're saying that as a result of getting your amalgam fillings removed and um, then doing a detox after that, that whole condition cleared up for you? Yes, it's completely gone. Mm, Very cool. Before I was, you know, associated with what I was eating and, you know, whatever. And, you know, it didn't really matter what I ate. And I tried lots of different things. Right, right. And that's why I was saying a lot of people who have been diagnosed with rosacea really don't have rosacea. They, they're having a chemical a reaction. reaction or an irritant. And it's trying to get out through the skin. Yes, exactly, because it's, it's our elimination. Well, right. thank you, Erica. Do you have any other uh, question or comment you want to share? No, but I guess um, if anybody's struggled like I have, I'd be happy to talk to them you know, about, um, you know, who I saw and what I did. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. So, Erica, if you're willing to do that, go ahead. You can give us your uh, phone number on the air. Okay. My phone number is 338-4234. Uh-huh. 4234? Right. Uh-huh. And um, you would be willing to share with listeners what your process was to right. get rid of the... Uh, definitely, if they are struggling with it and having no success. Good. You know, going through just allopathic medicine. Okay. okay. Thanks, yep. Erica. All right. Thanks. Thank you very Thank much. You. Yeah. Bye. Bye. That was interesting. That was great. Um, because that, that's a whole other talk. I think we've done a couple shows on mercury and yeah. um, amalgam fillings. And, yeah, that's like the dilemma of many of us exactly. are, do I get them all removed? But that was um, very interesting to hear Erica's um, interface with that. Yeah. Um, Mary, you, you um, let's, let's also take a look at um, this esthetician work mm-hmm. in general. I, I just want to ask you what... What made you decide you wanted to do that work? Actually, it was my rosacea. Was it? It was, yeah. I had been a massage therapist for, what, six, seven years. Mm-hmm. And I also was thinking of something I could bring into my office, too, that would save my body. Because massage therapy is, is hard to do day in and day out. And, um, you know, I was working on the skin already, so I decided why not become an esthetician. So I went to school. In schooling, I went to Capella's Institute in Augusta. It's a 600-hour course. It's all... Um, board certified through the cosmetology department. Excellent. We have another caller here waiting to uh, join us. So um, I just want to say hello, caller. And if you'd like, you can share your name and town if you'd like. Yeah, this is Sunny calling from Belfast. Hi, Sunny. What's your question or comment? Well, I just want to say that I'm really glad that you're bringing up the topic of rosacea. 
Um, I, someone very close to me has that. And for years, um, it's actually my youngest son. He was struggling with it, and we didn't know what the cause was. We went to a naturopathic doctor, and we tried different things. Nothing seemed to work, and he was really, really uncomfortable with that. So um, when something was working, what he wound up doing was going to a doctor down, I think it was in Lewiston, who did some laser stuff on his face. He did three treatments of the laser. Did that take care of it? Well, he went three times, and it seemed to get better. Um, and now that it's summertime, his face is he's tan stuff, so you can't really tell, you know, so much the difference. Because the last treatment was shortly before uh, it was like late spring. He made a trip to the um, to a warm place, and he got really, really tan. So we don't really know. Yeah. You know? But it was it was interesting because these treatments, he said, were so painful. He said it was like somebody taking a a rubber band just snapping it on his face, you know, where the laser hit, you know, and it's just, so I'm really glad this topic is coming up. Uh, and, yeah. and I'm we, sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. Um, he tried also, he tried these soaps, I think it was Eucerin. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. It, you know, Eucerin. Mm-hmm. Eucerin, yeah, he tried that. And we tried this other thing. We went. I did a lot of research online trying to find out what, you know, what to do. Mm-hmm. And there was a company that had this, particular kind of soap. It was supposedly some organic soap, and if you use this every day and cleaned up your diet, it was supposed to work, and that didn't really seem to do anything. Yeah. Let, Mar- yeah. let Mary comment on that, Sonny. Yeah. Why don't you give me a call at the office, and um, I would do a skin analysis on him. I won't charge you anything if he just wants to come in for a while. It's it's pretty unusual for a child to have rosacea. I'm very concerned that he's being exposed to a chemical or a mm-hmm. toxic um, so, you know, whatever he is using for products, whatever you're using, what's in the house, how's his diet, how's his exercise, what kind of water are you using, those are all things we need to talk about. Um, well, he doesn't live here with me. He lives at his own place. But Okay. This, this how old is he? He's 24. Okay. And how long has he had the rosacea? It really started to be noticeable, I think, probably when he was a junior in high school. Yeah. Yes. And it was really uncomfortable because his face was always, he felt like it was just burning up. Like everybody thought he was blushing. Yeah. And his face was just red. And it's kind of, it was kind of, it's not really blatant rosacea. I've seen some people with that. I've seen pictures of it when I did research. Yeah. You know, just really horrible looking faces. But it's just, yeah, he sounds like he's having a chemical reaction to the products that he's using. Okay. So he could call me or you can call me. Um, but definitely, I need to just talk a little bit more in depth with him or you in regards to, you know, what's going on with his skin, because that's a concern. Yeah, I mean, he would love to be done with this, you know. Yeah. <laughs> does he live around here? Does he live in Belfast? Yeah, he does. Okay, yeah. Have him give me a call. I didn't get your number when they gave it out before. Uh, I missed the last four digits. It's 338-1019. Okay. Thanks, Sonny. Thank you so much for bringing up this topic. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have this and maybe not realize it. Yes, yes. We're going to do about it. Right. Thank right. you. Thank you. And we have another caller who's been waiting patiently. And hello, if you'd like to give us your name and the town you're from. Um, <clears throat> Margaret from Orland. Hi, Margaret. What can we do for you? Or a question, comment? Well, I guess it's more of a comment. Um, I'm 75, and I've never worn makeup except lipstick when I was a teenager way back in the 40s. And... Um, so, uh, and, and uh, people think I'm 20 years younger than I am because, partly because my skin 
is really good. good. Um, and I think, uh, and all I do is wash it with cold water in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just have noticed with some of my grandchildren and other, you know, young people over the years um, that they're so bombarded in the media and the ads to put on, you know, they have to have, um, they have to be so preoccupied with beauty and they have to have all these applications for their skin. Right, and that's and, the $35 billion cosmetic companies doing right, this. Right, it's, and it's sort of like the pharmaceutical yes. industry. You you apply one thing and you get a, a reaction on the skin and then you apply something else to exactly. take care of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, a lot of it is they put all this stuff on their skins, and I think even a lots of grown-ups do this too, and the skin just doesn't breathe. Right. Um, and, I, you know, I think a lot of the problem too is, as you say, um, environmental uh, yes. in, in terms of uh, foods that we eat, and especially processed foods. Right. Um, you know, so the other thing I'm concerned about is that people have to feel that they alter, they need to alter their their natural beauty, mm-hmm. that they're not beautiful as they are. Right. Um, and, you know, we need to get over that. What a time waste it is. I can't, um, you know, I, I would I would travel with other young people, and they would be spending an hour in the morning getting ready uh, to look beautiful for the day, and I would have been out the door in <laughs> five <laughs> minutes and doing something that was really interesting. Right. So I, I would really encourage uh, people to get over this whole thing of beauty, and you have to have just the right blush, and it has to be... Right. Oh, gosh. Anyway, yeah. that's my... That's my point of view. And thank you for that because that's exactly how I feel. You know, when someone comes to me, I I don't sell makeup. Uh, I don't recommend eye makeup, blush, stuff like that. It's it's actually basic skin care and to be uh, comfortable with who you are. Right. Although I would, one thing I would say that I think is helpful in the wintertime in our, you know, dry air, um, I do put on uh, a lotion that's natural. I get through the, you know, Food co-op, and it's mm-hmm. it's um, uh, I think it's got vitamin E and aloe in it, mm-hmm. and I do apply that on my feet and on my face just because the air is so dry. Yeah. Do that once a day, but now I'm not doing it because I, I right. don't think I need to. Right, and you don't. Well, thank yeah. you for your comments. We really appreciated that. Okay, thanks. And we have another caller waiting, and um, welcome. And if you'd like, you can share your name and the town you're from with us. Oops, yeah. we just lost them. <laughs> Uh, sorry, they, sorry about the wait, folks. It's just that we get the calls and um, we try to accommodate everyone as fast as we can. That's why I always say you have to be inadvertently patient. Um, but we're we're winding down here. And um, speaking of which, Mary, for, uh, kind of commenting on the piggybacking on what the last caller said mm-hmm. in terms of the beauty industry and that sort of thing in terms of uh, products and whatnot. I I wonder does. Let's say if you do use a makeup, you know, sometimes the, the thought was that it was a barrier also and that it could protect your face in some way. Is that a, that's all a fallacy of what people were taught about yes, having that? It is. Our skin has its own acid mantle and it protects itself. We really don't need makeup for anything. Makeup is for beauty. That's it. And for covering up and for evening out your tones and stuff. 
Um, heavy foundations clog the pores. They cause a lot of damage to the skin, especially if, if you're going to bed at night with your makeup on. That is a number one no-no. You need to get that off there and clean it up and let the pores be able to breathe. So this cleansing regime you talked about mm-hmm. earlier, so morning and evening, evening. Oh, most that should important. be done? Twice a day, yes. Twice a day. Mm-hmm. And then you, we talked briefly about exfoliation. Mm-hmm. That can be once a week if so you want to do that. once a week for mm-hmm. an exfoliation. Do you play masks or you can grind up some oatmeal? Just okay. take a coffee grinder or whatever you want to use, grind up an oatmeal, and that's a wonderful mask, especially for people who have sensitive skin. To just do the oatmeal, and just then they the leave it on for what? Oh, five or ten minutes. You can actually just have a ground, fine ground oatmeal and use it as your cleanser every morning. Just mix it with your water. Okay, so, um, and and in terms, of, um, in terms of recipes, do you have any other parting recipes that you, you'd like to share with listeners? Um, one, just one toner I absolutely love, but again, it's with essential oil, so I don't know how you feel about this, but it's just... Half pot of witch hazel, half pot distilled water, and five drops of German chamomile, which is the best essential oil for a face that has uh, inflammation on it, redness. Um, for like for rosacea, too? For rosacea, too. Oh, okay, oh, German wonderful. chamomile. Yeah. We have another caller, and um, so welcome, caller. If you'd like, again, share your name and the town you're from. Hello. Hello. Do My you- name's Edie, and I'm a homeopathic practitioner in Blue Hill, and I just wanted to reinforce what you were saying that it's so important when you have an inflammation on the skin not to suppress it. Right. Because your body's trying to get something out. And if it's treated in a suppressive way, sometimes that goes, it drives the condition more inward and um, makes the condition more serious. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate what you've been uh, teaching people on the program today. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, Edie. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Um, in the few minutes that we have remaining, that went going, by so quick. <laughs> I know. Going back to your um, that recipe you just gave us with the for uh, the toner, mm-hmm. the um, German chamomile because it's good for any kind of inflammation, but yet it doesn't inhibit exactly. Okay. Yes, um, I actually add a little German chamomile, Roman chamomile, and lavender. All three of those have great properties for the skin. And it helps eliminate and it helps soothe the skin in an all-natural way. Excellent. So lavender, as long as you kind of broach that topic, I mean, lavender is in almost everybody's Mm -hmm. closet in a way. Um, Why is lavender so good for the skin? Real lavender, real lavender herbs or real lavender essential oil is really good for the skin. It's antibacterial, it's an antiseptic, it's a soother. Um, it's a relaxant too. I mean, just smelling lavender uh, helps you to relax. But it's yeah, it's nervine. Yeah. All right. Let's say you want to. Um, let's say you want to. Let's say you want to um, put that in your bath. Let's say you want to just do your own bath oil. So, if you want to make a bath oil or a foot bath with lavender, what? How many drops per fluid ounce? What would you recommend? Are you talking about just taking a bath, filling up your bathtub, and putting lavender oil? Yeah, in Yeah. Do itself? you put, do you put it with a carrier? Would you would you put it in like a jojoba and then put it in, or just do the drops of lavender right in the bathtub? I would just how would put you the do drops it? of lavender right in the bathtub. And about how many drops for a whole bathtub? Mm, it's not many. What is it? Ten to fifteen. Okay, that's, that's it. Or even less, I guess. Yeah. And then a foot bath, you could do yeah the five to seven, depending on how much. So just very little essential oil goes a long way. It is. It is, and you want to put it, you want to put it in. Um, 
you know, after the water's already been run and everything. And you mentioned essential oils about mm-hmm. being careful, essential oil safety, right? So I think that's worth kind of bringing up. Go ahead and say that again, your kind of disclaimer with essential oh, oils. Oh, definitely. If you don't know about essential oils, don't use them. You know, train yourself or go to somebody who does know about essential oils. Thank you. They can burn you. And here we go. It always, we've got to end it there, Mary. It always goes by so fast here on Healthy Options. Thanks for joining us this morning on Healthy Options. Again, my guest was Mary. Mary McCormick, uh, a licensed esthetician and licensed massage therapist, can be reached at 338-1019 or Mary McCormick at fairpoint.net. Thank you all. Stay tuned each month for the first Wednesday of the month at 10 a.m. for Healthy Options. Thanks for joining us. WERU comes from Inner Tapestry, a holistic journal celebrating and supporting life, featuring alternative health and natural living articles, calendar listings, and a directory of resources. Available at health food stores and alternative health centers, 799-7995 or innertapestry.org. Volunteers are needed for this year's Full Circle Fair, July 26th and 27th at the Blue Hill Fairgrounds. If you would like to volunteer, please call 207 469 6600 during weekday business hours to give us your contact information and sign up by phone. Each summer, WERU depends on over 